Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain i'm as bad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore this whole thing is insane this whole thing is insane 300 years ago you'd have been burned at the stake what do all men with power want more power this is now the united states of zombie land this whole thing is insane man is even capable of nothing but destruction Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert of the real. More power. There can be only one. Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? You're such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher, as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you really are afraid of is me. Happy heresies and welcome to the desert of the real. Heresies shouldn't be this much fun, but it is, it just is. Especially with the latest AB Live, audio version for thee in this eternal now. Micah Dank descended like a starman on the virtual Alexandria with his usual thought-provoking astrotheological gnosis. He illuminated the great question of who is the supreme being. Beyond star maps, Micah brought insights from gematria, genetics, philosophy, history, and much more. Which Western religious system comes closest to deciphering the nature of God? Or is it all just about looking inward for ultimate divinity? Find this out and other important questions, like which actor played God the best in film? 
Thank you for those of you who support this Red Pill Cafeteria, who make all this content happen. You are amazing and your backing company and feedback make this podcast happen in the Black Iron Prison. Don't go to any parallel dimension or another Black Iron Prison. Another AB Live soon, where a rising star in the esoterica reveals the totality of the Archon control of the Zodiac and the universe itself. Marduk and Nephilim and Sophia, oh my! And then a regular but powerful show on Hermeticism, ancient and modern, just in time for the frenetic holiday season. We need Gnosis more than ever in this age of Hermes, Philip K. Dick world and Gnostic times. Expect more violence, wars, rising addiction and suicide rates, mass depression, and societal collapse until more look inward while breaking the outward spell of Yaldi Baldi and his Epstein angels. You won't find this high-quality Gnostic and Hermetic wisdom or many of my guests and their unique insights anywhere else in cyberspace or even meat space. Other than that, let us to our latest AB Live. What is God? Who is God? I hope it's Morgan Freeman. How about you? Oh, I see. So, so God is picking on you? Is that what you're saying? No, he's ignoring me completely. He's far too busy giving Evan everything he wants. Bruce, I'm God. Bingo! Yahtzee! Is that your final answer? Our survey says God! Bing, 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 bing. Well, it was nice to meet you, God. Thank you for the Grand Canyon, and good luck with the apocalypse. Oh, and by the way, you suck! How do you make somebody love you without affecting free will? Welcome to my world, son. You come up with an answer to that one, you let me know. A single mom who's working two jobs and still finds time to take her kid to soccer practice, that's a miracle. A teenager who says no to drugs and yes to an education, that's a miracle. People want me to do everything for them. What they don't realize is they have the power. You want to see a miracle, son? Be the miracle. Where are you going? I'm taking a vacation. God doesn't take vacations, does he? Do ye? Do you ever hear of the Dark Ages? Welcome, everybody, and we are live. And now we will be joined. Now there will be three of us. Well, so officially have allowed <laughs> Micah into the into the room. Completely forgot to uh, add him to the stream, but so it is. How are you, Micah? Are you with us? I'm good. I was just checking to make sure I still have nipples. Yes, I believe you do. <laughs> Men do have nipples. And yes, the topic tonight is what is God? And regardless, he did create nipples for men and other strange things. But uh, it is a great question. And that's what we what we will be tackling tonight. First of all, uh, my name is Miguel Connor. I am your pompous of nos pompous of gnosis uh, madman across the waters of creation and glad to see everybody glad to see people already streaming into the chat room always some very interesting conversations as always and forever if you have any questions for micah or 
anything else uh please type as many question marks as you can all caps super chats would be great because then we can see you and put you in the front of the line etc etc so yes uh, again uh, we've got uh, micah dank and it's always a pleasure to have him on micah how are you doing i'm actually sick today i'm not feeling great at all oh yeah what did you what do you have rona <laughs> yeah i wish you know i've never gotten it just just the flu or cold or yeah just some like sort of uh sexual transmitted disease i mean what's up Okay. that maybe i haven't maybe. really gotten yeah oh i'm sorry to hear man well i hope you feel better i hope you can uh Thank find you. your godly ways and your divinity and show your omnipotence that's what we're gonna sh talk about tonight yes indeed i'm gonna teach you guys i'm gonna teach you guys what um what buddha figured out under the fig tree i'm gonna teach you guys what people like Alan Watts and Argus Allegria, they all talk about what they do when they come to full realization and what exactly that is and how it could set you free and how it's not going to be taken well by the religious, but that is what it is. It is indeed. Well, awesome. That's the kind of gnosis we definitely like. And with us, we've got the Moondog Vans. Vans, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm looking forward to this. this is a great question. Uh, something I might know a little bit about, <laughs> so I want to learn more, boys. What is God, baby? Don't hurt me, baby. Don't hurt. Me. Oh, that's love. Sorry, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what is love. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alan Watts yeah. too. Yes, yeah, that's great. No, I love Alan Watts. <laughs> well, Big first Alan of Watts. all, Micah, as you uh, asked in uh, Twitter, you want me to put that up, my. My little oh. artwork for the show. <laughs> I completely forgot I asked you to put this up. So I want to I want to explain this painting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is uh Adam being given life by God. Okay. Now when you look at this painting, this was done by Michelangelo. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the first thing you'll notice is that shell that God and the angels are in. Okay. It eerily, very eerily looks like a sagittal cut of the human brain okay mm -hmm. this looks like the brain okay <clears throat> what you'll find too is that where god is actually seated where god is sitting okay is exactly where the pineal gland is mm -hmm. okay and the other thing that you'll find too is you'll look at these uh, angels that can represent the folds in the brain but if you count all the angels out Okay, you'll find there's 12 of them, just like the 12 disciples, just like the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 signs of the zodiac, or you will. So this is God within you, in your brain, in the pineal gland, giving you life. That's what this painting represents. And of course, Michelangelo could never just come out and say it because he would have been murdered. Mm. Um, but now we can expose some of this stuff very true yeah i think here it's right here and i know uh westworld uh, season one brought this up but the show was going for a completely atheistic thing like there's right. just mind and the you actually talk about the the pineal gland and the angels and all that so yeah, yeah very cool i was worried you're going to ask me to uh 
you're going to say, Miguel, I want you to change this graphic. I need my junk to be bigger. And I was like, no, no actually, I just, saw Adam, Adam I just saw an article on Twitter from one of these, you know, like Vice or Vox or one of them that says, uh, oh, it was Vice India. It was Vice India that said um, small penises are coming back into fashion. So, uh, <laughs> so, so we're, uh, we're making a comeback, guys. All right, Adam is back, baby. He's we're going, back. We're going, we're going inch. We're going inch by actually just about one inch. So you're not really going inch by inch, but whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, and it should be mentioned too. When it comes to art, people always wonder why the Greeks, uh, the men, aren't uh, endowed at all, and the women really don't show much. Is because to the Greeks, this was a symbol that the mind was over the the bestial nature of man so they did right that. although they were obsessed if you ever look at what a greek foot looks like um one of their signs of beauty one of their telltale signs of beauty was a uh, a bigger middle toe they really? uh, yeah the bigger middle toe so they made sure that their their uh their longest toe was actually more prominent in all of them because that was a sign of beauty during the greek era hmm. interesting these Greeks had they had their their mysterious ways or less mysterious, but I'm sure that's what uh, Michelangelo was really was really getting at. So awesome! Well, glad you like this little piece of artwork. Artwork I try to make the promos uh, as as different and unusual to surprise people. Uh, not much yeah. housekeeping on my end. We can talk a lot about it later. Some news coming up, but other than that. Uh, yeah, good to see everybody in the chat room. Hello, Anon Omos. Who else is there? Uh, God, it's moving kind of fast right now. I'll just want to just want to let everybody know that I actually have a YouTube channel now. It's called Micah Dank Truth Bombs. So go over there, subscribe. I have three playlists that I've made for people. The first one is all my astrotheology work. Okay, all my astrotheology work. The second one is interviews that I've done. And then, because the, I don't actually have a podcast, I, I don't say that I have a podcast. I, I don't want to have a podcast. I just do interesting interviews. And the third is uh, called Short Bombs, where I try and blow your mind within two to four minutes in each video. So just put the playlist on and just go nuts. So you give like uh, things like we're talking about, things that Greek art and the toe. Yeah, things like about yeah, history. Thing, stuff that people don't know that basically right. that yeah very interesting very cool oh, and for the audience this is root beer no i have not relapsed uh my wife did her a rare trip to trader joe's and it's always comes back with some goodies so yeah but anyway yeah micah do you want to start now do your share screen and take us on this very cool journey yes here comes god <laughs> it comes God down his throat. Yeah. For those who are wondering, this is root beer also. Ah, uh, it's a root beer night, Vance. You got to get some root beer. I got arrowhead. Ah, very cool. Of course, it could right, be so vodka in there, right? It definitely could be vodka. But vodka is uh, be sparkling vodka. <laughs> okay, let me know when you guys can see this. Let me add it to the stream. Now we can see it. We see what you see. What is God? So before we start, well, actually, let's start. Um, well, before even that, uh, why, why, why did you decide to do that? How did this idea come about? This presentation, because usually we've done astrotheology. 
yeah, we've done a lot of astrotheology, but it had to go somewhere, right? It had to go somewhere. It was, astrotheology is just a piece to the puzzle, one that I'm very good at, um, one that I, I've studied for a long time and I've made new connections and stuff, but it's still only a piece. You know, I don't know the whole thing, but this just, this came to me, you know, it, it was just, uh, it was just a download. It was just a realization. And it's going to make more sense as, as we continue and we read on. Uh, I think with you guys and your show, Miguel, especially, I think this might hit home because some people just, you know, I do it and, and they don't really get it, but I feel like you guys might. So before we start, um, I'd like you guys to give me some immutable characteristics of God as the religious or anyone would explain. Yeah, definition is good. Uh, I suppose most people kind of lean on uh, the philosopher's God, of being that's the font of being, omniscient, omnipotent, uh -huh. omnipresent, right. eternal, right, right, right. pure, uh -huh. good. Oh, so I'm, just throwing, you, I'm just throwing them out. When you say eternal, when you say eternal, do you also mean uh, infinite? Yeah, yeah. I would say okay. infinite. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get back to infinite. Okay. Unknowable. You meant unknowable. There. Yeah, that okay, cancels out all the other things. <laughs> it does. So, yeah. Once I get to the infinite part, this will make sense. Okay, but I'm going to start by reading something from my first book, Into the Rabbit Hole Beneath the Veil. I wrote this 10 years ago, okay, um, when I was 28. Okay, and it's extraordinarily close to the truth, but it doesn't quite get there, but we will get there. So scientists have determined through completion of the genome project that humans are roughly 99.7% identical DNA-wise. Two penguins are more genetically different than you and I are. Whomever finds this, I want you to try this experiment. Write your name down. Write your two parents' names down above yours. Now you have four grandparents, eight great-grandparents, and you go on. Let's go back 35 generations, okay? It roughly takes you back to the year 840 AD. You will have 137 billion people. Okay, remember that number. The number of ancestors list reminds me of the story of the servant summoned by the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh was pleased with how the servant was doing and wanted to reward him. Serving you is all I desire, sir, the servant said. No, I insist you ask for something, anything you desire, the Pharaoh said back. And this went back and forth until the Pharaoh got mad and threatened punishment. After thinking long and hard, the servant, seeing a chessboard in front of him, said, On day one, I want one piece of rice. On second, I want two. Each day you will double the previous days until this chessboard is complete. I will place a grain on each square representing each day is completed. The first day, the pharaoh sent his finest servant in a parade with a golden pouch to deliver the grain. The amount grew exponentially, and halfway through the board, there was no more grain in the land. The pharaoh summoned the servant back in. Your highness, all I ever wanted to do was serve you, replied the servant. The servant, although now the wealthiest man in the land, had retained his hubris. It was there that the pharaoh learned not to question humility or assume that giving material gifts as tokens of appreciation were all that mattered. As for the servant, he continued to work for the pharaoh. However, he had taken all the rice and continued to feed all the poor and homeless until the day of his death. The point of both these stories is that it's simple math. In fact, it's how cells divide in your body and mass produce. The reason I stopped at this particular time frame, 840 AD, is because roughly how many people it's been calculated that have ever lived on planet Earth? 140 billion people. Remember, it was 137 billion. 
Even if we take the Bible literally, we still need to get to October 23rd, 4004 BC. So we're in a bit of a pickle here. There needs to be a way to bridge the gap. And this is where the pedigree collapse theory comes in, which states there is no other explanation than a whole lot of incest. Sometimes, like in the case of the Kentucky blue people, there are no branches in the family tree. Sometimes, sometimes, like in the banking or royal families, it's to preserve money or special genetics, whatever the fuck you think that means. <laughs> Based on our DNA, geneticists say that the furthest point one can be from this planet from another is 50th cousins. So an Australian Aborigine and like Brad Pitt are no more than 50th cousins from each other. Now, also, if your mother was from country X and your dad was from country X as well, there is a 20% chance they share a common ancestor within 10 generations back. So what does it all mean? Well, in a nutshell, it means far back enough we are all related and are all one and we should start to act like it. Let's explore different cognitive viewpoints. How about from a creationist then? Well, we all came from Adam and Eve, technically Eve from Adam's rib. And even more technically, Adam was made from mud and dirt from this world God created. How about from an evolutionist then? Okay, let's start with the Big Bang. Now, let alone the fact that all the material we came from an infinitesimally dense singularity, and no one seems to want to explain where that singularity came from. We'll let that slide. We were all one at one point. How about the idea of source energy then? If our souls are like crumbs off a cookie, the cookie being source, God, whatever you want to call it, then we are all connected multidimensionally, and upon death, it will be a vibrational change of frequency back to it. Let's try one last one. Aliens placing us here. You would still have to account for the first humans and how we all came about. You don't just magically have a species. Poof, we're here. Or do you? If so, who created the first test group of people? Secondly, what about the first spirit consciousness of DNA that evolved this higher level of thinking as what we know as self-awareness? There is a big difference between what I am writing and a monkey who's fed up with people taking pictures of him and throwing his shit at them. Okay. Still though, the point is that at some point things had to come back to a singularity in the sense of one source of point. Humans are so quick to think of the end of the world, things ending. What they can't do is think of the beginning or if there was something before the beginning. Now, I just want to point out that I wrote this when I was 28. It was in my first book that got uh, first published by my publisher in uh, 20, I think it was 2017. Okay. What's the the book again? It's my book series is a nine book series called Into the Rabbit Hole, where basically I do what I do on my YouTube channel, but in book form. Okay. This is my first book 10 years ago. It was so close to the ultimate truth. So first we need to define God, which you guys did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the sun tells the hour of the day, the moon tells the day of the month, the zodiac tells the month of the year. Okay, this is a perfect calendar. Okay, and this is in my astrotheology work that I explain very importantly. Um, basically, where we're located in the middle of nowhere in the Milky Way galaxy, there is a perfect calendar for us to figure out in the heavens. Okay. Aside from the fact that DNA is a computer blueprint for life and we have a perfect calendar in the heavens in the middle of nowhere in the Milky Way galaxy, there was a perfect calendar for us to figure out. These are fingerprints of creation. You can call it God. So now we've defined God as at least existing. So that's a start. But where is God? Well, God must be beyond space and time, beyond the 11 dimensions of string theory. Ask any religious person to define God and then they'll tell you God is infinite. The second you put God in a dimension, 
or outside of or inside of what's known as the infinite okay it can no longer be god because there is something greater than god does that make sense yeah right totally yeah okay so god is infinite okay this is a religious claim here we go god is infinite how can something exist outside of infinity it cannot it can't the biggest lie we've been taught is that we are separate from god that we should fear it that we are separate from it we are a part of it many of you have children they are literally half of your dna so they are literally a part of you but you experience them subjectively outside your body so is with god with us a piece of god comes down in what we call consciousness into a body and you feel separate from it we are all god experiencing itself subjectively if you are infinite and everything nothing can exist outside of you not space not time so what do you do if you're everything what are you going to read a book we're going to have a conversation with someone. You're going to learn something new. You can't. You're everything. You are everything. You are infinite. You are all-encompassing. The only explanation for why we exist is that we are God, and you trick yourself into thinking you're not God, and you come down and experience yourself subjectively so that you can see everything that you have created. We are a species with amnesia living in a simulation. Einstein said about God that he believes in the God of Spinoza. Baruch Spinoza was a thinker who said that God doesn't want you huddled in churches and temples in the cold, praying as loud as you can with others, praying the loudest. In the Bible, the character named Jesus says that those who give for publicity or pray the loudest, they have their reward. And what that basically means, when you break that phrase down, they have their reward, is basically like what you see with people giving money to the homeless on TikTok. Okay, They're doing it for the views. <laughs> They're doing it for the yeah. attention. People that pray the loudest, they want the adulation. That's their reward. They're not doing it for the right reason. If you pray, pray by yourself. Spinoza's God wants you to go to the mountains and the lake and enjoy what I am, okay, which is God. That's what infinite means. I am. Existence. Created for you and worship that way. Descartes actually had, and I don't have it in here, but Descartes had it backwards. He said, I think, therefore, I am, but that's incorrect. It's actually I am. Therefore, I think he has it completely backwards and he's ruined so many lives because of that misunderstanding. Okay. The biggest lie we have ever been collectively taught is that we need to fear and worship. See, what the religious do is they put God outside of you as someone to be feared, someone to be worshipped, God fearing Christians, this, that, and the other thing. Okay. God is outside of you. But if God is separate from you, then God is not infinite. So you can't have it both ways. Okay, when we are a baby, we are in our mother's womb. The mother being the supreme being is aware of the baby. However, the baby is not aware of the mother from its vantage point, as is with us with God. We are each a piece of God, unaware of the whole, because we're in the middle of it. Here we come to Alan Watts, who gets it. Jesus Christ knew he was God. So wake up and find out eventually who you really are. In our culture, of course, they'll say you're crazy and you're blasphemous, and they'll either put you in jail or in the nut house, which is pretty much the same thing. However, if you wake up in India and tell your friends and relations, my goodness, I've just discovered that I'm God, they'll laugh and say, oh, congratulations, at last you found out. <laughs> See, Alan Watts gets this. Now we'll bring you to Nargis Allegria, who I'm going to be doing an interview with shortly. Well, to become absolute, you have to accept that you are God, that there is only God. You have to admit that others are God, too. But if your love does not stretch that far and you are blinded by your shadow, don't complain that liberation did not happen yet. Why should freedom reveal itself to someone who refuses to embody love? 
when you're ready to perceive God in everything, you have opened a gate, a gate that opens the possibility of being eaten raw by the absolute. Now, here's the thing people are going to have issues with. Everything you hate is God, too, because there is only God. And anything you think that should not be happening is God because there is only God. Realize they're only being God and it will prevail, first in your experience, then in the collective. And they try and tell you this, Miguel. They try and tell you this in the Bible. They allude to it. They don't go deeper into it. Okay? But look at this. Isaiah 45, 7. I form the light and create darkness. This is God speaking. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So you have to understand the good, the evil, they don't exist without each other. And nothing exists outside of the infinite. So God is an amalgamation of everything. The good, the bad. Everything in existence is part of God. The good, the bad, all of it. Religious people can't admit they are God. Only Jesus and God are God. But how can something exist outside the infinite? Remember, they defined God as infinite. Okay? Nothing exists outside of infinity. String theory used to be the most cutting-edge quantum physics, and it takes 11 dimensions to make it work. That's about 20 years ago. Now the most cutting-edge quantum physics now states that the universe is conscious. Well, welcome to the <laughs> fucking party. <laughs> Incidentally, Hermes talked about string theory 6,000 years ago. The third hermetic principle is the principle of vibration. Nothing rests, everything vibrates. You are God experiencing itself subjectively through amnesia. The book of Thomas saying 77, split a piece of wood and I am there. Raise up a stone and you will find me. God is everything, the wood, the stone, and this now makes sense. So does the Quran 532. This is why we decreed to the children of Israel that whoever kills a soul without it being guilty of manslaughter or corruption on the earth is as though he has killed all mankind. And whoever saves a life is as though he has saved all mankind. We are all one. We are all God. And this now makes sense too. Matthew 25, 40. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. We are all one. This makes sense now, too. We are all God. Therefore, we are all part of the infinite and we are eternal. When you realize that you are eternal and you are God, this is what I'm talking about Buddha figuring out. This is this is what people figure out. This is what the monks figure out. This is what the uh, the Shaolins figure out. This is what you know, this, this is realization. Okay, when you realize you are eternal and you are God, just as the enlightened have realized in the past, you get filled with love. Because you realize that everything you're looking at is God. Every person that you see, struggling or not, is God. You no longer fear death and you're driven to love one another. Not because of fear and punishment like the religious. The biggest mystery of life is sitting in front of you in plain sight. The religious texts all allude to it, but they never come out and say it. Because they say, don't cast pearls in front of swine. Okay, they say, as Jesus says, for ears to hear and eyes to see. Okay, and you also have to understand, and this is crucial, that when you come to this realization, that feeling you get is the exact same feeling that religious people get when they become saved, when they become baptized underwater. Only they are ruled by fear. This is why it's so hard for them to let go of their holy books as a literal text, because they feel like if they start to venture out into knowledge or, or, or other branches of things, they'll upset God and God will punish them forever. Which brings me to my next point. The Bible. Okay. <clears throat> the Bible. If you look at the right, the scriptures are metaphysical, astrological, which I've studied for 10 years, and I've been teaching for about two and a half now. 
okay? Anatomical, alchemical, spiritual, esoteric, and mythology. It's also an etymology book. It's also a numerology book. It's also a gematria book. There's 10 sciences there right now that I know of that each require as much study as I've put into one of them, okay? The Bible is more than you can actually know in one lifetime, and it's meant to humble you. It's the greatest book ever written, and people only get to the surface level. The Bible is not literal, it's not history, and it's not original, but it is the greatest book ever written, okay? We are all God interacting with itself. We are eternal and infinite and powerful. We use DMT and hallucinogenics to see other realms and connect with God. We meditate to lose the voice in our head so that we could be one with the all. This is the secret of life. And you ready for this? The meaning of life is to find your gift. Everyone has one. And the purpose of life is to give it away. And that's my presentation, Miguel. Also, what did you think? That was wonderful. It was like a beautiful little sermon, too, an inspirational sermon. Uh, yeah, I've got questions, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know Vance probably has questions because we've been talking about these things, and Vance has like got his own exegesis on God, like Phil <laughs> Dick, you know, where you talk about infinite yeah, and where God fit. You, you have to understand this is that the total amount of consciousness in this world, the total number of consciousness in this world is one. We're all sharing the same one. We just have filters. We have our five senses, okay? We know that you can't see past the visual spectrum past 1% or hear past the audio spectrum past 1%, okay? We know cats can, okay? That's why cats were revered in the Egyptian time because they could see into the afterlife. Mm. As well as if you've ever seen a baby before or a toddler before the pineal gland gets all destroyed. Uh, before all that happens, you know, they'll be looking at the ceiling and they'll be like, grandma says hi. You know, you'll be like, what the fuck? But yeah, they do that because they can see past this, okay? They don't want you to know how powerful you are. Everything is meant to dumb you down and keep you in fear, okay? So that's basically that's basically what it is. Yeah, it's pantheism. Vince, do you have a question or comment? Um, no questions. Um, From you, well, basically. Well, you know, you know um, here, here's – well, actually, I do have a question. Um what do you think about the situation? Um, you, you've you've laid out a bunch of things for the audience this evening, but um, and you also said that some people might not get it. So, what do you right. think it is that will help people actually experience this and realize this, as opposed to just hearing the words and repeating so them? When they tell you, okay, if you want to change the world, change yourself. Okay, that's what they're talking about. When they say change the world, change yourself, because when you change yourself, it's going to change the people that surround you with. People are going to gravitate to you. People are going to fall away. Um, when you when you be the change that you want to see in the world, as Gandhi said, um, when you actually embody that and you live that, then other people will see it and they will become interested. You cannot bring anyone to enlightenment. You cannot do that because their mind has to want it, seek it, and get there on their own. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's just part of God, right? <laughs> Everything is. Right. Everything is. Nothing can be outside of the infinite. The second, the second you separate things from themselves, they're no longer part of the infinite. I have a couple of questions. You were talking about... Uh, you were talking about somebody you're going to interview, and you mentioned her really, really quickly. Who was that again? Nar oh, Nargis Allegria. She's an enlightened one. Um, 
she's on Facebook. She's on uh, a couple other things, but her quote is just so powerful. It's so true. You know, this is the ultimate understanding. When they say we are all one, people don't really get that. Okay. That's why I tried to explain it in my book. I gave four different examples of how it doesn't matter what you believe. We all have to trace back to a singularity or a single person. Okay. That's what they tell you. But we are all in it together. Now, like I was saying about the five senses, some people are born colorblind, some people are born blind, some people are born deaf. Uh, we have different filters to experience it, but it's still God experiencing itself. Okay. There is no difference. And when you die, the only rule that I've seen is it's not going to, you're not, there's no judgment when you die. There's no, there's no, you're not going to stand in front of God because if you were to stand in front of God, okay, then that would place God within a space and time. And then suddenly it's not infinite anymore. Okay. The fact that you would be separate, you go back to the infinite. The only thing is, is that depending on how you live your life, the only rule I found that actually exists on earth is karma. Okay, and I think that's throughout the universe. And if you do bad in life, you do have to pay your karma back. Some people have to reincarnate and do it all over again. Um, suicide, for example, okay, it's still God experiencing itself, but it's the ultimate sin. That's why the religions talk about not doing it. I wonder who, how that works, you know, like uh, what what agency in the universe is sitting there saying, all right, this guy is bad. So we got to get back at him sometime you know, or something, a government building. Is there a big machine or something? You know, like, where is that coming from? You know, well, you're basically there's universal laws. Right. And what you do is when you leave here, remember, string theory talks about 11 dimensions. Right. So when you leave here, or even when you do DMT or mushrooms or anything, you're going to higher dimensions. In fact, they are actually right now um, in government operations, okay? What they're doing is they're putting something called the DMT drip. And what that is is they basically put DMT in what's called a banana bag, which is basically sodium chloride. It's just basically saline. And they, they drip it, the DMT, slowly into you with it, and it keeps you under. And what they're doing is they're putting architects under it. Okay, so when they get to the higher levels in DMT, they're mapping them out because they could stay under. Okay, so they're they're physically mapping out. Everyone sees like the uh, mm. the uh, the gnomes that they talk about. Everyone has the same experience or a very similar experience when they're under DMT. So they're mapping this stuff out. These are higher dimensions that you can reach, you know. And basically, when you when you die, you you have to heal. You have to heal from all the negativity and all the pain that you've suffered on Earth. But you do have to pay your karma back. Now, I don't know what how that entails, but I do know is, is that karma is very real. And the more you square away things and then you revert back to a negative thing, you see the karma that happens to you in it much clearer and much quicker. So karma implies a universal memory of some sort, like the Akashic Records or whatever. Yeah, well, you can call the Akashic Records God. What is it? God, is, it's, a, it's an eternal, it's every conversation, every thought, every action in a, in a celestial book, right? It's a, it's, it's I thought, every I thought it was uh I thought it was my wife because she never lets me forget anything. <laughs> <laughs> had to do it, had to do it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an eternal, it, it's every experience ever had. 
Okay, certain people like Edgar Casey could drop down into uh, a certain layers in hypnosis and self-hypnosis mm. and access it. I mean, some people access it too. Einstein used to say that when he would think on a problem, the answer would never come to him. But it was when he cleared his mind right. that he would he would he would get downloads, and that's what you're basically doing. That's where these uh, epiphanies come from. We have a nice, cute word for it: epiphany. That's where they come from because they just come out of nowhere and they just, they're transformative. Or the collective unconscious, whatever you want to call it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So, Micah, what about the concept of evil? How does evil? this work? Yes. It's the evil. same thing. There... You have to understand, like Isaiah 45, 7, God created the light and the darkness, the good and the evil. You have to understand is that if nothing exists outside of God, then the evil people in the world are still God experiencing itself. Okay. That's the part that people are going to have issues with because they say God is all loving. But have you read the Bible? That's not how it works. <laughs> no way. No. Partly, God, is, partly not. God is everything. Okay. <laughs> so Hitler God, is God. <laughs> in a sense. In a, oh, people well, they're on Twitter are having totally, a meltdown, Micah. People you know, they're, on they're, totally gonna, they're totally going <laughs> to like clip this out of. But that was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just shove away the stuff you don't want to hear because it feels like you have to understand that the good does not exist without the evil it just cannot everything has a duality even stars they're binary okay everything has a duality so suffering is sort of just uh, i mean you're going with the the krishna idea of suffering is just uh, experiencing something in this world correct Correct. But then you, you know what you go into, um, then, then you can start talking about things like soul contracts, which I don't know if you guys have ever heard about. Basically, it's the idea that um, you choose your parents, you choose what you're going to deal with in life, and then you forget it when you come to life. Mm-hmm. You know that little right here, that little indentation I see that you both have that we all have right here? You know where the story comes from? No. 
The story comes from, it's an old, old, old story that says when we were being formed by God, we had the knowledge and wisdom of everything. Okay. And that when we were formed in our womb, God pressed right here and we forgot everything. And that's how we, it, it's an old wives tale. Hmm. Well, it's got to work. Yeah, it's got to serve some purpose. <laughs> it's also what the, um, the myth of Ur by Plato. Yeah, the person chooses the life, but then he has to go into the waters of Lethe and forgets everything for the mission. Right. But only our daemon kind of remembers, and it's our daemon trying to remind. Wait, remember right. you chose this? Remember you chose that? Which again, you, you, you when you die, you first of all, let's talk about what happens when you die. Okay, you have a pineal gland. I mean, everybody knows about this. Okay, what a lot of people do know is is that it causes you to dream. Okay, and sometimes dreams feel more real than reality. You could be in other dimensions or, or whatever you're doing. What they don't tell you. Is, is that your brain floods your body with DMT one other time in your life, okay? Which is you're as your body and when you die, yeah. as your body is shutting down to die, as your body is shutting down to die, it floods with DMT. It helps bring you to your next place, and then it's basically like waking up from a dream when you die, and you remember everything. You remember your past lives. Now it's interesting too because you're talking about past lives and future lives, right? You have to understand time only works on this dimension. Okay, in a forward way. That's the only way it could work because we do know that everything is happening simultaneously. We do know that everything is happening simultaneously. Um, but because of how our space time is structured, okay, it only moves forward. Okay, because that's the only way it would work. It would be utter chaos if it could move forward and backwards. But when you go to higher dimensions, time is fluid. Time is more fluid. You can go back in time as well as you can go forward in time. Mm -hmm. Okay, in fact, we have theoretical particles right now called tachyons, okay, which move faster than the speed of light. Now, what happens when you move faster than the speed of light is that you go back in time, okay? But now you can never accelerate to the speed of light because your mass would become infinite, okay? This is basic physics. However, these, uh, uh, your mass becomes infinite and you it would take an infinite amount of energy, again, the infinite. An infinite amount of energy to get it past there. However, these tachyons are already moving faster than the speed of light. So they're already going back in time. Okay. And what the interesting thing is, is that the faster they go, the less energy they have or the less mass they have. Okay. So we have the idea of time travel. But the interesting thing too is, is that Miguel, in your next life, if you're forced to reincarnate here because time works differently up there, your next life, you could be a peasant girl in the Middle Ages. You don't have to be 500 years from now. That's how time works. We're all experiencing the same thing. There is no mm. way. There is no way the way that the way that creation is set up with us that you or Vance or me could feel that what we there we go what we experience as ourselves, what we would call us, that feeling of self, right? I'm not even going to call it the ego, but the feeling of self. There's no way that you can't say that that you felt this way in the past or in the future. Okay, remember consciousness is there's only one consciousness. We're all just sharing it. Cool. And how is your um how has your theology has your theology evolved? Uh, how what's your arc? Maybe from the so I you thought, already this feeling this way when you wrote that book. In 2017, or no, I I wrote it in 2012. 
2012. Sorry, was 28. That was my first book. Mm -hmm. um, what I've evolved to realize is that the Bible is more than just astrotheology. It's just one network that I've cornered. <clears throat> And that it's at least nine other holy sciences that take just as much understanding to it. Um, I understood the concept of everything being one and we should all treat each other, but I didn't really get it. Until right. you realize that you're part of the infinite. How are you going to have God judging you? How are you going to have a separation? Okay. Our separation of, is an illusion down here. Okay. Space time. We know that we know that particles are or atoms are 99.99999% empty space. Mm -hmm. And we also know that the remainder is not matter at all either, okay? They're eigenvalues in a wave equation. It's the mathematical probability of actually observing something. That's all it is, okay? So what we experience, not only that, but if I hit my hand on this table, right? I'm not actually touching the table, okay? It's all almost empty space, but I'm not actually touching the table. It's just a very strong illusion. Also. The electrons, okay, from the table and my hand repel each other at 10 to the negative 8. So you 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 never physically actually touch anything, okay? When you're hugging someone, you're not actually touching them. There's a small barrier between each other. <clears throat> well, there goes the Me Too movement. No, yeah. Just Thank you. <laughs> I don't think that's going to fly, though. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm sure, yeah, this philosophy and all that, yeah. yeah. Maybe it sounds good at parties and so forth. Yeah. So, also, I mean, how have you been able to experience the oneness? What rituals have you done that have helped you sort of um, feel it instead of think it? So there's, there's a couple things that you, that you need to do, and uh, it goes against what society tells you, okay? The first thing you do is you get rid of alcohol entirely because alcohol just – lowers your vibration okay mm -hmm. think about it it brings out your reptilian midbrain that's all alcohol does because what happens when you're drunk you want three things you want food you want to fuck and you want to sleep those are the only things you care about when you're drunk okay that's the reptilian brain of yours you get rid of alcohol the other thing you got to do is you can stop masturbating now i didn't say stop having sex with someone that you love but stop masturbating because that is uh, artificial dopamine triggers and it also keeps your chrism low. They talk about the oil rising, okay? The 33 bones represent Jacob's ladder. And then it goes, it gets crucified in the place of Golgotha, which is, what does Golgotha mean? It's the skull. Skull, the, place of the skull, right? Well, what's at the base of the skull? It's the two hemispheres. What's at the base of that? It's the pineal gland. So that's what happens. So when you quit masturbating, you get the chrism, the oil, the Jesus. You get the sacred Christ. Christ in Greek is Christos. Christos means oil. But it, wouldn't that be the dopamine also, I don't know, scrolling or playing video games or is masturbation more? Um, I mean, I, I, I never so had much to things can give you dopamine. Yeah. yeah. Artificial dopamine, like uh, social media and everything. You got to really get rid of everything, but we can't live in that kind of world. You know, you just do things that <sighs> the other thing that I tell people to do is the third thing that I tell people to do. And it will change your life when you do this. Okay, I promise you, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, it's hard. But it's just like anything else. After a while, you don't even think about it anymore. Um, the other thing you gotta do is um, you meditate. But if you don't meditate, if you don't like meditating, I have a, a cheat code for you, okay? What you do is you get a candle and it doesn't have to be scented. In fact, probably not scented because the scent will probably um, keep you focused on the scent. Yeah. But what you do, you light the candle 
and you stare at the flame for 20 to 30 minutes a day. And what that does is it basically whitewashes your pineal gland. Interesting. Where did you get this one? I got to try it. Yeah. I, I meditate well, it, not, it does, not you know enough, three or four it, times a week. It but. lowers your blood pressure 100%. Okay. It completely relaxes you. It lowers your heart rate. Okay. These are observable, measurable things that you could do during this. Okay. Why do you think the ancients used to stare at the fire? Why do you think people go to bonfires and they're calm around them? Okay. It's because it's activating your third eye. Okay. And it's getting rid of all the toxic shit that's in me. You ever seen what a pineal gland that's calcified looks like? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty bad. That's one of the first things they do in mystery schools. Have you um, do the candle meditation? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even really meditation, but you just watch you just watch the flame dance. That's all you do. And you feel calmer and relaxed. It's it's there's so many simple things that you can do. Um but that's Good that's advice. yeah, that's basically it. Well, good deal. Glad to, glad to see this sort of advice and how it's uh, definitely helped your life. Any questions from you, Vance? I had a little surprise, too, for the audience and for us. Ah, well, I've been watching the uh, chat here. I don't see any questions, but uh, it's a kind of hard to ask questions with so much coming, you know. Um, but uh, I, I do have something to share. Um, I realized at one point that one of the ways to actually experience the one mm -hmm. is to become one with another person. And there are certain exercises and so forth where, you know, be with exercises where you sit and you just be with another person. And right. if you do it the right way and if, you know, the conditions are right, you will all of a sudden start to merge. Uh, this yeah. happened to me when I was like 17 years old on the phone with a blind girl. And that's what triggered my realization nice. about the one in the one consciousness. Miguel, your show is called Eon Bite. Did you ever see a show called Eon Flux? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Loved oh, it's it. great. Do you remember, I think it was the first episode where the guy is vibrating and he's out, he, she can't reach him and she has to match his vibration in order to yeah. go inside him. It tells you, these shows and everything, they tell you what's going on. They tell you what the deal is. This is ancient wisdom that we are now allowed to come out with because we're in the age of Aquarius. Whereas the age of Pisces was ruled by the church and people couldn't say things. You know, something fishy about that age, no? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but uh, Micah, so as you said, the purpose of life is to give our gift away. Yeah, if, we, if we are God experiencing our humanity, so therefore, those of us who are seeking that experience of oneness and transcendence, right. we just want to experience God and we want others to experience God. Right. Is this because we're all raised in the Abrahamic dispensation where this is going somewhere. Right. Humans will wake up and be saved and there'll be heaven on earth. Is this what right. we're doing or why do it at all? If I'm God, why well, not because the, go okay, so back off? The, like the idea, said. first of all, the, the whole... Um, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose mm -hmm. of life is to give it away. That was a Picasso quote. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the other thing too is, is that when you're talking about uh, bringing others to this understanding and everything, um, the meaning 
the actual meaning of life is creation okay you create okay mm -hmm. now miguel some people choose to create by procreating okay because they your progeny will carry your dna and you'll live on through your children other people like me write books do interviews do this create you know do the astrotheology work um to basically share that um, the idea is to basically create and, and, and that, to be honest with you, creation destroys depression. Okay. That's what it does because depression and anxiety at its root comes from a boredom, a lack of purpose. Okay. And that's why people turn to alcohol, to drugs, to sex, because they're distractions. That's all they are. Some people turn to politics some people turn to, I mean, endless things. There's endless things. These are all distractions. The gender issue, I don't care what side you fall on on the gender issue. It doesn't even matter to me. It's built in to politics as a distraction to keep you separate from each other. Right. Everything is meant. It's like what they say, that, that everything, everything, everything is uh, based on sex, except sex because sex is actually based on power, right. okay? So that's what they say. So the idea is, is that you need to find your gift because when you find your gift, you create and you leave your mark. Some people do woodwork, some people paint, some people write books, some people do this. You, you need to create. That gets rid of the depression because we all wanna feel like we're important. We all wanna feel like we're here for a reason that we have a purpose and you are here for a reason you chose to incarnate during this time period miguel in my first book i also tell people and i've done the math on this fifty thousand years out either way that we're the only group of people in the history of the world who's seen the change of a century okay so that's powerful the change of a millennia so that's even more powerful and the change of a zodiac sign all three of those okay no one else will ever do that Okay, so it's an incredibly powerful time to be right now. Okay, and some people, and, and the idea is just to create, build a house. You know, some people do that, um, put fill it with stuff, have a family. Some people do whatever. You know, it's it's whatever you want to do, but try and channel it in a positive way. Okay, that's what it basically is, and and the system is set up to keep you distracted with alcohol commercials every ten seconds with naked people every 15 seconds, you know, Sham elections. <laughs> yeah. Garbage elections. It's all nonsense. It's all, it's all theater. That's so, all it is. So why did the one do that to itself? I, that's one thing I, you know, why did the one create entrapment and suffering and pain and so forth? You know, because it, these don't exist on higher realms. Okay. The well, meaning, yeah. the, the idea the idea is that he set up the duality, the good, the evil, and all this stuff, okay? I'm not going to call him a he because God is obviously male-female, okay? You could see that in Baphomet, okay? Elephus Levi created Baphomet, who is a goat god. Well, that's Capricorn and the man Aquarius. Those yeah. are connecting signs. And uh, why does Baphomet have a pair of tits? Because it's the male and the female meeting. Right. right? So they talk about that, but they want to scare you and tell you Baphomet's an evil Satan goat. <laughs> you know, that's what they try to tell you. Um, all the history talks about this. And the idea is basically to have this duality and have free will and be able to choose good over evil. Okay. If presented the option. 
And that's what it basically is. That's what it basically is. It's not a difficult yeah. thing to grasp. I guess it's you can't just, have harmony without discord, you know? And, you, uh, you can't. You cannot have an opposite without the opposite. You can't. On a, on a, if you ever see what a sine wave on, on the number zero looks like, okay, everything fits in, okay? You have to understand is, is that everything equals up to zero, okay? Zero is harmony, okay? So for all the good in the world, it's matched by the bad in the world, okay? Oh, the zero the theorem. You like that movie, <laughs> the zero theorem? I've never seen it. I've, I've oh, never you've never seen the zero theorem? you got to see it. I will now because you mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Terry Gilliam. Monty Python? Yeah, well, it's part of the it's part of the trilogy. Uh, Brazil, and Twelve Monkeys, and then uh, Zero Theorem. Gotcha. Highly recommend it. Especially awesome. yeah. talking about. Yeah, I wanted to address. Let's see. Serena Del Mar asked about Jessa Reed and Sam Tripoli, and I just wanted to say I have had both actually twice, uh, and I certainly. Have enjoyed him, and I do miss him. I've been on. I love Sam. I love Sam. Sam, Sam, Sam so gave fun. me. Sam gave me one of my first breaks in podcasting. I emailed him out of the blue one time, and he wrote back. He was like, "Sure, let's talk about it." And mm -hmm. you know, I got a lot of followers from that. You know, there's very few people on this planet that I respect more than Sam Tripoli. He's a he's a really great guy overall, he's a, he's and a he's a, he's, a, he's a really good truther too. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I wanted to, any questions from the audience fans? Before I'm watching, uh, I don't see any either that or I'm, I'm blind <laughs> to them tonight. <laughs> I think I, I think I've pissed them all off. No, nah. no, they're, they're having conversations. Sometimes no, they get it's involved. all related. It's, yeah, all related. it's all great. Well, I wanted to show a very small mini presentation because I was thinking about your presentation, Micah, and I was thinking movies where actors played God, any memorable ones. Morgan so I Freeman. Did, wait, wait, let, me, let me show you. Okay, I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. Okay, here we go. Let me put it on. Here we go. Uh, one of my favorites, Alanis Morissette in Dogma. And then... R.I.P. Alan Rickman, man. Yeah, yeah. George Burns, <laughs> of course. Oh, God. Oh, God. Book right. 2 and Oh, God, You Devil. Let's see. We've got... Whoopi Goldberg, A Little Bit of Heaven. Never heard of the movie. Never seen this movie, but apparently she played God. Apparently God doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> no, when God goes rape, rape, that's what he does to the Virgin yeah. Mary. It's she used to play God in The View, rape. too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Of course, the one of the big ones. Morgan oh, yeah. Freeman and Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty. You and know what Morgan God. Freeman does? You know, he, he wears those two, those two gold earrings. You know why he does that? Why? Because he says that if he dies in an unexpected town, they could sell them to pay for a coffin to just bury him. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, let's see. Well, yeah, that's smart. Let's see. Uh, believe it or not, Rob Zombie played God in the movie Super. Uh, that's always a good surprise for people. And then probably one of my favorites, and you guys can give me your favorites. Uh, oh, wait, there's still this one. Rodney Dangerfield, Angels with Angles. Yes, if God was Rodney Dangerfield, who needs to be one? We'd have a blast. Yeah. And this one probably people don't know. The actor is Isaac Andrews. And little boy, he plays God in uh, Ridley Scott, uh, Exodus. Uh, was it Gods and Angels or God and... 
And I thought that was great because Moses has takes has, has to take orders from this petulant little child right. who is God. And I thought that's a perfect description of God. This well, little when you get into my child. when you get into my work a little bit, you realize that Moses wasn't a real person. None of these biblical characters were. Jesus is yeah. the son, for example. But Moses is based on a real person, Akhenaten. That's who uh, Moses is based on. And Akhenaten in 1367 BC created monotheism. The idea that the Abraham Abraham himself created monotheism is bullshit because Akhenaten created it in Egypt. Okay. The new the old testament completely wipes away all that information. Okay. In then in the Bible, there's not one mention of cats, even though in the Egyptians uh they revered cats. Okay. The other thing too is is that there's so the Egyptians kept meticulous records of their history, even shit that was unflattering to them. And there is zero mention of Moses of the water parting. Moses actually gets his name from Tuth Moses. Mm-hmm. It's just literally carried out. So just just a couple things in there. Yeah, yeah, true. But again, I thought it was a good thing because even Moses in the Bible is confused because God makes no sense most of the time. He changes his mind. He tries to kill him. He scolds Moses in one scene, and then he's really nice. I was like, God. It's kind of like the view if you think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Or that Twilight Zone with that kid with ultimate powers. So, Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and of course there's others. Val Kilmer in uh, Prince of Egypt played, uh, his voice was God. Uh, there's a few, obviously Harry Shear in The the Simpsons. Uh, you forgot Time Bandits. Others. Yeah, Time, Time Bandits. Ban- yes, of course. I don't know the name of the actor. I don't either, but, but yeah. he was. So I don't know if you guys can think of any of yours. I don't see any of the audience, too. I think I've I've covered a lot of these. No, you should do one for Satan now. Satan, yeah, that's a huge list. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say Elizabeth Hurley and Bewitched. What about Peter oh, Stromer and Constantine? He was good too. Oh yeah, yeah. he's one of the best ones. Robert, I mean Al Pacino, Al Pacino and, and the yeah, but uh, oh god, Africa. that's such a good one. So, let's see. Nobody else has any. Well, those are the I actors who are lucky. Sure, sure. I got I'm going to let the cat out real quick, man. Okay, how about? Demigods. I, I think I kind of uh, have a feeling that there are other beings and levels right. of being other than ours, right? So maybe the God of the Old Testament was actually a real super being that's not God, but not human either, has powers. It's still within, control still within the infinite, though. That's still a creation. Oh, yes, it is. But uh, what right. do you think about that? Do you uh, do you share that opinion that there are super beings? That I mean, you hear the story. You hear, you hear the Anunnaki story, the mining of the gold. Their uh, yeah, their atmosphere. And you hear the story Enki and Enlil. You hear all that. You hear um, the Greeks. You, you hear yeah. You hear all this stuff. But yeah, they're you know they're mostly Egyptians. talking about the stars. The yeah, you're talking about all this stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it is possible. Absolutely, it is possible. Um, there's no reason to think, you know, the word Elohim in Hebrew, El means God. And the suffix Ohim in Hebrew is basically like putting an apostrophe S at the end of something. So when it goes book, you go books. Not apostrophe S, just add an S. It's, yes, it's a plural. plural. It's plural. Right. It's the gods. In the beginning, the gods created heaven and earth. So it's possible. But you also have to realize, too, is, is that the Bible is not literal. 
It's symbolic, yeah. <clears throat> History of cards. It's like, it's my favorite quote from John Dominic Crisson. He says, John Dominic Crisson says, it's not that the ancient people told literal stories and we are not smart enough to take them symbolically, but they told symbolic stories and we are now dumb enough to take them literally. <laughs> That's how their minds work. Yeah, they saw reality different. I think they were closer to this sort of yeah. connection and one. They were just different. You know, the ancient Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, when they would get an infection, you know what they would do? They would rub moldy bread on it. Now, why the fuck would they do that? Why would the Egyptians do that? Well, in 28, Fleming discovered penicillin, which comes from bread mold. They knew this at the end. They didn't have the time. There were no glasses back then, so people had bad eyes. But you know what they used to do? They used to take crystals, okay? And they would look through the prism, and it would be able to focus onto things. So they didn't have, you know, you know whereas we have glasses and we have uh, penicillin, we can't build the pyramids. So there's a trade-off. <laughs> scrying, yeah. Maybe that's where scrying came from, right? Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Uh, well, awesome. Uh, any other questions from you or the audience? I know Mike is not feeling well, so I don't want to keep him up too late. Yeah, I'm looking. A um, lot of interest in the subject, and I don't see any questions. Anybody questions out there? Put so I just want to remind. I just want to remind people: if you guys enjoy the kind of stuff that I talk about, go to my YouTube, Micah Dank Truth Bombs, and subscribe. Um, I have a book series out where I talk about this stuff. It's called Into the Rabbit Hole. Um, if you're interested, that's fine. If you're not, that's fine. Um, but the videos on YouTube, it's just look at the truth bombs and, and, and learn. Learn things, you know. Build your knowledge of things, you know. And what, give us a, a, a brief summary of what your fiction series is about. So Beyond it's all these cool factoids. It's Well, it's a lot of the factoids, yes. Um, it's basically a Da Vinci Code series with young, wise-ass kids that uncovers astrotheology. So the genre is what? Young adult? Or what's the genre? Uh, I, I, I don't even know. Fiction, maybe? I have to write <laughs> it in fiction. The reason I wrote it in fiction is not to tell stories. It's that when you want to, you know, you read like 1984, Brave New World. Anything from Jules Verne, Philip K. Dick, any of these kind of people. When you read this stuff, you realize that they were able to tell truth in fiction because that's how you get it to the masses. Because people get red pilled mm -hmm. by doing that. Okay. Whereas if I wrote a nonfiction book, it would not only pigeonhole my audience, okay, but then people would fact check it. And and I'm not worried about fact checking. I just mean that. You know, it could be reviewed, this and that. Someone can write a book that slams it. What are you going to do with a fiction series? What are you going to do? You're going to tell me something doesn't exist? Okay, go prove it. <laughs> now, I guess the question is, uh, does your book have uh, cursing it's, and sex and violence, or can younger people read it? Um, dirty humor. Dirty humor? Dirty humor. Like I said, it's if, if, if Robert Langdon from Da Vinci Code was a... Uh, young wise ass kid but they're all brilliant like it's, it's a group of six people and they're all brilliant and they just solve mysteries it's very it's very dan brown he's my literary hero just the way that he puts everything together just his style is just perfect and i just tried to bite a little piece off of that 
He knows how to make you turn the page, that's for sure. Yeah. wonder how many people actually have had that experience about the oneness of consciousness and the one consciousness and so forth. The problem is, is that when you do, you kind of, you ever hear stories of uh, people who have near-death experiences and they come back suddenly, they don't care about money, maybe they get divorced because they're no longer compatible with their wife, um, yeah. they give up their possessions, they don't care about shit like that, um, they just kind of live solitary lives or they're they're driven to charity, whatever, whatever happens to them, something significant happens to them, okay, when they go through that. And um, a lot of people come to this realization that, well, the religious say God is infinite. Okay, so what is outside infinity? How can I exist outside of infinity? How am I not God? Okay. And then you Forget look at it. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's the only thing. Because if, 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 if we all knew this, okay, this is what we came to remember. Because if we all knew this, um, if we all knew this and we knew everything, then how could we exist? How could we exist? The only reason we exist is because we forgot everything and we came to relearn it. Because that's the only thing to do when you're everything. What do you like? I said, what are you going to do? Read a book? Beat off? What are you going to do? What do you what What are you honestly going to do when you're everything? When you've created all the sciences? When you're from the macro to the micro? What are you going to do when you're everything? You have to experience it, and the only way to experience it is to forget who you are in order to experience it. Yeah, it's watch the reruns. <laughs> it's real simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when they when they say, uh, "God, this movie was so good. I wish I could re-see it for the first time. Just right. forget everything and just you know watch yeah. Star Wars for the first time, or you know, it's fall in love, is, your so, first love, the first girl you love." It's not that God like, is. It's not that God is bored. Okay, there's an infinite amount of possibilities, and lives to experience things to experience things to discover there's an infinite things okay it's to just have progeny that are also you much like miguel you have kids right they're half your dna but you experience them separately. So. but you experience <laughs> but you experience them that's your story yeah, yeah. Right? but you experience them outside of you right you can't right. You, you can't hear their thoughts Right? No, you can't. You, you know, they, they, they're, they're part of you. That's how they live on. That's how you live on. Mm -hmm. I don't. I wouldn't say God is bored. I would just say, when you're everything, what are you going to do? The only answer that I can even fathom is, is that you start over, and we get to pretend like God. We're created by God. We're created by God, and we come to Earth. And to remember this fact, okay? Whereas Miguel, you're basically God to your children because you know you have a wealth of knowledge and you're like, I'll raise them this way. I will do this. But then, you know, you get to watch them grow up, you know, and you get to experience them. They say when you're a parent that you learn things with your kids. Like when your kids discover something, you discover along with them. You know, and uh, that that's basically what it is. Well said. You are full of wisdom, my friend. So 
definitely check out Micah's uh, YouTube channel. I don't have it here. I guess I'll put it on the show notes when I put the audio version out on uh-huh. Thursday as soon as I can. But what's is it just Micah Dank, your name? Micah Dank Truth Bombs. Truth Bombs. And check out the Truth Bomb playlist. Awesome. We'll check it out. All good stuff. Uh, yeah, on my end, uh, I've got to wrote all these notes. Um, a lot of good stuff coming in November. I can't believe it's already halfway through November, but a couple of days we'll have Ola Wolny, uh, an amazing researcher who will tell us about uh, a little different. She's going to tell us how uh, the Zodiac and astrology is a complete construct by the Archons and we are in a prison. So a little different than Micah, but uh, she brings some intriguing, very Gnostic ideas. Next week we'll have a show on Hermetic Healing, on some uh, modern and ancient hermeticism and the ways they healed. Micah even brought some of it out too tonight on Hermes. And uh, yeah, a lot of very cool shows too coming through the holidays. So we will not let up on the uh, on the intensity, people. And yes, at the beginning of December, I am putting out a uh, course on Gnosticism online. People have been asking for years. I thought the book and the podcast was enough, but people want something more organized. So I'll be putting out that early in December. So that's really it. That's really all I got. I hope uh, everybody's enjoyed it and you're closer to finding God, which is basically look in the mirror, I suppose, because he's right there waiting for you. I would Uh, love to hear a counter argument to this. Like I would look for it. I would look for it. Well, I mean, people have been arguing the idea of pantheism and monotheism and dual. I mean, since the days, of, I mean, in the in the East, they've been arguing this thing for you, God, centuries, thousands right. of years. So it's there's good arguments on all sides. I guess it just depends what. Uh, what well, here's one question. <clears throat> I don't know if it's an argument, but if we're God, and this is you know, and believe me, I'm 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 mystical guy. You know, I believe not just right. believe. I've experienced the one and all that stuff, but. If we're God, why can't we just say, all right, I want to have ESP. I want to transcend and go through the heavens. I want to have an out-of-body experience and so forth. But we still seem limited and trapped. Why? Like I said, we have a limited audio audio spectrum because you know what happens is yeah. that uh, if you hear something too loud, it kills you. Um, the light spectrum, everything would be crazy if you see everything going around. People do have out-of-body experiences yeah. all the time. Um, you know, people do do that. Um, well, why can as God, why can't I just decide to do it tonight? You know, in fact, the, the other night I had this hemi-sync thing going because on. Because you're, you're, you're in a meat suit, okay? You're limited. Why can't you fly then? Yeah. Because that's not how we were made this way. Well, people levitate in India, right? <laughs> or do they? <laughs> they do. I mean, my argument would be, uh, yes, if we're all God, we have to leave open the very strong possibility that God is bad shit crazy. Because (laughs) like you said, it doesn't make sense. You should be able to levitate. And there are things that are inexcusable, like kitty corn. I'm not going to say the word because of the algorithms or the suffering in the battlefield. I was watching a movie uh, on the Western Front on Netflix, and it made me realize that there is suffering that is unexcusable to animals, to humans. 
that is also a free will choice. We are given free will. I don't think a kid being molested and raped. The adult has free will will to do that. Yeah, the adult is committing a horrible act of evil. Right. But anyway, that's that's my argument. I don't want to get, yeah, again, this has been debated for centuries. I'm saying we have to leave the strong possibility that uh, God slipped in the bathtub and conked his head and became us and this universe is. Need some you want to talk about Moondog, you want to, speaking of slipping and breaking your head, you ever hear the stories of uh, people that slip and bang their head and suddenly they wake up and they remember their Egyptian past life where they could speak French fluently without any pe- Explain that. We're all accessing the same Akashic records. There's just filters on us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay? yeah. Or people, you met people who've been abducted by aliens. They come back and they, they, this, they, like you said, they walk away from their old little nine to five materialistic life. Right. They go, they join university, discover cures for, I mean, for cancer. I mean, their life becomes completely transformed. Right. They like butt oh. sex now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't knock that stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, I'm in t- I'm tuned with it, but uh, it's like as as God, as as a, a in a vehicle, in a human vehicle, right. I see other human vehicles that can do things that uh, some of the things I can do and that they can't and so forth. But um, I would like to be able to use my free will to go back to an Egyptian life or something like that, you know. Right. That, so, so assuming you had one. Yes. Yeah, well, but I have all the lives. See, as the one, I'm all the lives. So you can access the Akashic records. Yeah. Use my Akashic credit card. Akashic uh, record of the month. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I hope right, you paid your, right. your bill. <laughs> guys, I have yeah. to take off because I'm like yeah. struggling here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really appreciate Micah. I know you're not feeling well. Thank you very much for this. You did great, yeah. great presentation. So you go get yourself some rest. And for everybody else, thank you, Vance. Thanks for the audience uh, for being here, for being yourself. And yeah, have a good rest of your night and write your own gospel and live your own myth and be God. Good night, everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.